Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four-ish, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We have about a dozen stories to get through today. A lot of quick hits. Some things that kind of go all together. And some interesting stuff like Vince McMahon, according to new SEC filings, is again an employee of WWE. There's some news on AEW and CM Punk possibly reconciling. Logan Paul has talked a lot about his future with WWE. He's got a cool Logan Paul video and so much more because, again, this is the wrestling wrap-up every Monday and Friday right here live on Twitch and YouTube. Roughly around 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific, we bring you all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. You can watch a couple of different ways, whether that's live, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited or twitch.tv forward slash pwunlimited. Remember, you can also watch later on YouTube or listen on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your dog walker, your brother's wife's uncle anybody's anybody's Amazon Prime account you take that Amazon account you take that Twitch account you link them together but a bing bada boom you're Prime Gaming and Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games free stuff for games and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here Pro Wrestling Unlimited but remember hey don't just do it to support us to support all of this do it for yourself, too, because you get free games. Right now, some of the free games are Peaky Blinders Mastermind, Book of Demons, Adios, I Am Fish, Metal Slug, and so much more. Also, remember, if you are a viewer on YouTube, you can hit that Join button to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like The Last of Us Part 1 on PC, uh, crimes, Crime Boss Rock A City, Dead Island 2, or more, use this code right here, PWUnlimited. Whether you're getting one of the free games that doesn't cost you anything or you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Right now, the free games are The Silent Age and Tunchi. I know The Silent Age is good. I haven't heard of Tunchi yet, so check it out. Also, next week, the free games will be Blazing Sales and Dying Light Enhanced Edition. Dying Light, fun game. Super fun game. So when you claim that free game next week on the Epic Game Store, Dying Light, the Enhanced Edition, don't forget to use this code right here, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. But with that, we got a bunch of news to talk about. 
as far as, whoop, that popped back up. As far as Vince McMahon does go in our opening story, our lead story today, new SEC filings basically confirm that Vince McMahon is once again an employee of the WWE. Vince McMahon is officially a WWE employee once again, according to new SEC filings, and also has full rights to his life story and likeness. Announced Friday morning, Vince McMahon entered into an employment agreement on Thursday, March 29th, and will continue to serve as executive chairman of the board for two years retroactive to January 9th, 2023. The agreement and board seat will automatically renew one year for one year unless either WWE or McMahon himself provides that provides at least 180 days notice. After resigning last summer, following the scandal surrounding him, McMahon returned to the company's board in January with a focus on helping the sell of the company and leading to speculation as to how much he's actually involved. McMahon also stated that he wanted to be involved with the upcoming TV deal talks as well. McMahon and WWE also came to an agreement that he both owns his legal name and variants, example, Mr. McMahon, in addition to his image, voice, likeness, and, quote, other distinguishable characteristics. Additionally, he owns his, quote, personal experiences, biography, and life story, and all other rights of publicly and of publicity and persona relating to McMahon, collectively the, quote, McMahon intellectual property in perpetuity. He has granted WWE, quote, the non-exclusive right to use that IP. That's an interesting one, the non-exclusive right. That means he can go and sell the rights to, or loan or whatever you want to call it, the rights to his name and story to, say, a book deal company, say, a Netflix to make a movie about him or something. We still know that there's supposed to be a movie being made about Vince, and they wanted, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Bradley Cooper to play Vince. Vince, quote, will have the exclusive right to communicate, convey, commercialize, license, and or otherwise exploit his life story, including to create, develop, publish, perform, display, use, license, and otherwise exploit any content and works relating to the same in any form or medium, whether now, whether now known or Hereafter created, including without limited any books, memoir, biography, autobiography, articles or essays, audio recordings, audiovisual works, documentary, biopic, scripted programming, dramatizations, fictionizations, and more. As part of the employment agreement, McMahon will earn $1.2 million annually with a target bonus of 175% and an annual stock grant value of $4.3 million, subject to performance metrics. If WWE terminates his position without cause, or if he terminates it for, quote, good reason, he is eligible to receive severance. If that termination was to occur during a, quote, change in control, McMahon, quote, is eligible to receive one, a lump sum cash pay equal to two times Mr. McMahon's then current base salary, two, a lump, lump sum cash payment equal to two times Mr. McMahon's annual Bonus based on target performance. Three, a pro prorated portion of the annual bonus based on target performance for the year in which the, the termination occurs. Four, full accelerated vesting of Mr. McMahon's unvested equity 
uh, equity awards with the payout of performance-based awards determined based on target level achievement and five health and welfare continuation continuation for the 24 month period following termination. Uh, also announced in the filings, WWE CEO Nick Khan was given a raise with the annual base salary increasing from $1.35 million to $1.5 million. His annual target bonus opportunity increased from 160% to 175%, and his annual stock grant increased from $3.575 million to $5.375 million, subject to performance. So there we go. Jesus Christ. Vince looking to make a bunch of money off WWE. And the interesting thing, there's two very interesting things that stood out to me here. The first one is, um, according to Friday morning, according uh, announced Friday morning, McMahon entered into an employment agreement on Thursday, March 29th, and will continue to serve as executive chairman of the board for two years, retroactive to January 9th, 2023. So, Vince is under some sort of an agreement that at least for two years, so the year of 2023 and the year of 2024, he will serve as chairman of the board. Now, the interesting thing here would be if they sell to the Saudis. The Saudis would go and what we would assume is take the company private, which then in turn means you don't need a chairman of the board, essentially, because there is no governing board over the company because it's not a publicly traded company. So I don't know how that would work. But if the company is sold, does Vince still stay on as chairman of the board because he's locked in for two years? So essentially, Vince's run as chairman would run out on January 9th, 2025? That's an interesting one. And the other one that very that really caught my eye here is McMahon has granted WWE, quote, the non-exclusive right to use his IP. That's another interesting one, which means that Vince may already have some things in the works. And I don't know this for sure, but maybe Vince already has some things in the works as far as documentaries and books and a movie or some sort of thing that he needs his intellectual property himself and not ballooned under WWE. Because again, if his intellectual property is mixed in with in WWE, say like a Triple H. The name Triple H can only be used by Hunter or Paul in WWE. Say a, oh, I don't know. Mm, give me an example. Good one. Page. The name Page and the character Page and the story of Page in WWE and coming to WWE as we saw with fighting with my family, kind of can only be made in a way with WWE in, in association. So Vince getting the rights to his IP himself means that Vince may have some things in the works, non WWE related to make some money off of his name, I guess that's, that's what I'm getting from this and stating that WWE does not have an exclusive on his name rights and IP. Again, very interesting. And now when we look at something, I want to look something up now. Who owns the trademark to the Vince McMahon name now? If that has changed, if it's still World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. I'm going to look that up really fast. So let's go to the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Go Vince McMahon. And let's search it. And let's see 
so is this still active? WWE first filed a trademark for the name Vince McMahon in 2002. And it was re-registered in 2007. Again, under World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. Corporation. So the trademark of the name is still, it still falls under WWE, it looks like. But the IP and the intellectual property is all under Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But let me do one more search here just to see something. Um, yeah, no, that's the only trademark that comes up under Vince McMahon. So, yeah, very interesting stuff here. Vince is going to be making $1.2 million a year from the company annually, base salary guaranteed. Bonus is up to 175%, which if we do the math here, uh, we'll see, 1.2 million. So one, hopefully I do this right. Uh, 0.175, I don't think that's right. If I did the math right here, Vince is going to make at least $1.2 million from the company and can get anywhere for, anywhere up to $2.1 million in bonuses. Plus, every year he's going to be given stock worth $4.3 million as well. So, if Vince gets all of that in one year, plus four, three, one, two, three. If Vince gets all of that, the $1.2, the bonus of $2.1 and the $4.3 in stock, in one year, Vince will get $7.6 million from WWE. Jesus freaking Christ. $7.6 million potentially. And even if he doesn't get all of that bonus, even with just the base pay and the stock, that's half bill. No, that's a half bill. That's 5.5 mil. And then anywhere from... Zero to 2.1 million added on. Jesus. You know, he's going to get that 175%. It's, it's, he's not going to not get that 175%. But this is all very interesting. WWE's paying Vince again. Vince is just on the board. Now, I don't think Vince is also running creative like a lot of other people do. Everyone's like, oh, look at all the signs and the red flags and da da da. No. Vince does give input into creative. Triple H has stated that himself. But I don't think Vince is, quote, running creative, back in charge, putting things on the show, even if others don't want it. So, no. I don't think that at all. Let's get into our second news story. We actually have kind of three that are connected. We have three things to talk about re uh, pertaining to Logan Paul. We know Logan Paul is taking on Seth Rollins tomorrow at WrestleMania. And Logan Paul appeared on uh, Kevin Hart's Cold as a Balls and talked about the difficulties that I guess you could say he has endured while being in WWE as Logan Paul stated the following. The WWE curveball was so, it's natural to me. It's something that, well, I, when I do it, my friends react like, why haven't you been doing this your whole life? The it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's the 360-degree nature of the performance. When I'm boxing, I have to worry about one guy. When I'm wrestling, I'm concerned about everyone in the stadium, right? It's my job. I'm getting paid to make sure everyone 
who paid good money for their seats and on TV is entertained. It's a lot of pressure, man. Especially because I'm not a character. I'm me. Like, that's my character, myself. I'm still kind of finding it, but I know that when I perform, it's going to be fireworks every single time. Now, Logan Paul also recently talked about his contract, even though WWE originally stated he signed a multi-year deal. Logan's only been around for one year and said that his contract actually expires at WrestleMania. But while speaking with Ariel Hawani of BT Sport, Logan said that he would like to sign a new contract and it'd be silly for him not to as he stated the following. I was contracted for a year to do two WrestleManias and I think five events. This was a topic my manager and I were talking about. My life moves so fast and I don't know what my stock will be in a year. It seems a little irresponsible to sign anything longer than a year-long contract. What's going to happen in a year? Last year, at this time, I had no idea I was going to be an almost full-time wrestler as a staple of my career, and now I am. Let's be honest. They're going to fucking renew my contract. I mean, come on. I'd be silly not to. So this is very interesting that WWE actually put out Logan Paul signs multi-year deal with WWE. This is not just some Dave Meltzer report or some Sean Ross Sapp report or some Mike Johnson report saying Logan Paul signed a multi-year deal. WWE put out that Logan Paul signed a multi-year deal. But Logan is now stating in this interview with Ariel Hawani, no, it was only a one-year deal. That was it. One-year deal, nothing more. So... Hmm. It's, it's an interesting one to look at because it's like, who's actually telling the truth? Is it Logan? Is it WWE? I, I don't know. I don't see why Logan would lie about this. I don't know why WWE would lie about it either, saying multi-year deal. They could have just, and, and maybe to WWE, multi-year means some of 2023 or some of 2022, some of 2023. Technically, those are Two separate years on a calendar. So maybe that's what they meant by multi-year deal. But I'm going to look into something. Logan Paul. I'm going to see if I can find that original WWE report. Or post or whatever. Let's see. Is this it? Because I want to see exactly what WWE had written. Um, bum, 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 bum. And if you remember, this would technically be Logan's third WrestleMania. This would technically be Logan's third WrestleMania because he did the stuff with Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 37. Then he had the match with Miz and the Mysterios last year, WrestleMania 38. Now he's wrestling Seth, WrestleMania 39. So technically, this is Logan's third WrestleMania. And I can't find it there. Let's look one more place. For this Logan Paul report from WWE. Um, come on, come on, come on. Let's see. It's crazy to, to look on his WWE profile. At just how much he's already done with this company. Like, holy crud. Like, you scroll for days. And days and days and days. Uh, let me look one more way. I'm not finding this article. If anybody has it, put it in the live chat right now for me. 
Um, let's see. Um, bum, 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 bum. why is that now going? Okay, okay, okay. I might have found it on WWE's website. Let's click into this and see if this is it. Oh, uh, maybe not. Come on, WWE. Why can't I just type in Logan Paul contract or something? Yeah, it's not coming up now. Wait. Oh. That's the Sami Zayn stuff from three years ago or two years ago, technically. Stuff from like, you know, it's not. Huh. It's weird how it's just not coming up on WWE's website. All right, I'm going to look one last place, and then we'll say screw it. There it is. Found it. <clears throat> nope. It's just a video. It doesn't even play anymore. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Is this it? Got it. All right. So when WWE first signed Logan Paul... They wrote, um, Logan Paul's officially back after signing a WWE contract earlier this week. Now, did they? No. Okay. So in their report on their website, they didn't write multi-year deal. Go to this Instagram post and see what this one says. Yeah, nope. Okay, this is interesting. Everybody said multi-year deal, multi-year deal, multi-year deal. But according to WWE's website, there was nothing listed on the length of this. I'll read the whole thing. It says, Logan Paul is officially back after signing a WWE contract earlier this year. The YouTube megastar took to social media to break the news and share photos of his visit to WWE headquarters. Paul didn't waste the opportunity to also deliver a message to The Miz following their run-in at WrestleMania. Paul teamed with the A-lister at the showcase of the Immortals only to have The Miz drop him with a skull-crushing finale following a win over the Mysterios. After speculation that they might once again team up, Paul made it clear he's out for revenge and payback at, at SummerSlam. Stay locked into WWE Digital for more updates following the blockbuster signing. And then it says, Logan Paul signs on the dotted line at WWE headquarters ahead of SummerSlam. So yeah, it looks like maybe it wasn't a multi-year deal and everybody was just saying it was a multi-year deal. That's interesting. That's very interesting because the same person that just did this interview with Logan Paul, Ariel Hawani, I think it was the one that break the news and stated, quote, Logan Paul signed a deal with WWE. Logan Paul just announced on Twitter. Per sources, it's a multi-year deal to compete at multiple events per year no return date set but could be next month at SummerSlam Miz would make a lot of sense maybe that's where the multi-year came from not from WWE not from Logan Paul but from Ariel Hawani okay see do a little cyber sleuthing do a little investigating do a little search search and we figure some stuff out so that is where the Multi-year came from. I always thought it was from WWE. I honestly thought I read it on WWE's website. Multi-year Logan Paul. That's very interesting. But speaking of Logan Paul and 
WrestleMania. Well, WrestleMania is next as far as next big show for WWE. WrestleMania is tomorrow. And Uncle Paul has already been, uh, I guess you could say, testing things out for his WrestleMania entrance. We're going to play this video right here. It is a backstage, behind-the-scenes video that leaked online. Well, of Logan Paul testing out and doing this super cool-looking entrance. We're going to pull this up on the screen right here. Video is also posted on our Twitter and multiple other people's Twitters. But let's switch gears, move this to here, and click play. There's no audio. Or oh, I'm not playing the audio, but watch this. Logan Paul's got his arm up. You're like, what is his arm up for? He ain't the ones. But he's actually, his arm is on some sort of like a, a zip line deal. And as they go, they're giving him like cues and they're counting him down. And you're like, okay, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, we're going to lift you up. It's just said, lift you up. And there he goes. Pyro or fog. And then Logan gets lifted higher than the stage itself. That's pretty cool. As high as them damn SoFi video boards. And that's where the video ends. So yeah, Logan Paul getting some sort of a big deal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There is a little bit more to the video. I forgot. So we see Logan up there. Right, right, right. And I'm going to zoom this in just a little bit more. Um, Let me do this. Oh, it's not going to let me do it now. Give me... Yeah, well, you can see. You guys can see. he's The zipline's taking him down towards the ring. So that's really cool that Logan Paul is getting a special entrance. But that's a badass entrance. That's a Shawn Michaels-esque entrance for sure. So as we move forward, talking about WWE superstars, one that's been in the news recently as far as, like, where the hell is he? Well, that's uh, Matt Riddle. Everyone wants to know, when is Riddle coming back? We have a little bit of an update. This is a little bit tidbit on Riddle and if he's going to work WrestleMania or not. On December on the December 5th episode of Monday Night Raw, Riddle was attacked by Solo Sokoa riding him off of television for what was at least, or at first, said to be a six-week time period. But obviously, it's been way more than six weeks. According to a new report from Body Slam. Uh, according to a original report from Body Slam. they stated that Riddle was sent to rehab, and that's why he was pulled off of Raw. Riddle has reportedly now been out of rehab for quite a while, and his suspension has seemingly been up as well. Now, according to a new report from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, they do report, and he does report, that there has been a creative pitch made for Riddle to make his return. As of this report being released, though, last night. Actually, last night would be Wednesday night when this first came out. Riddle was not in Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend, but it was noted there's still time to bring him in if plans for him to return either at Mania or on the post-Raw or SmackDown do come to fruition. The report did say that the plan would be for Riddle to be brought back as a member of the Raw roster, which he was before his absence. Uh, there's much speculation, including according to PW Insider, that talks within WWE about Riddle's tag partner, Rand Yorton, also making his return, which it was reported today. Viper, the Apex Predator, Ledge Killer, well, he's in L.A. Randy is in L.A. Sign the, sound the alarms. Woo-doo, woo-doo, woo-doo. 
Randy is on scene in Southern California for multiple reports a couple of hours ago. So, uh, only matter of time before we get Randy back. And uh, I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They talk to me. Maybe Riddle and Randy do something together. Maybe they don't. Who the hell knows? But speaking of more wrestlers that are out, we got two new stories regarding two members of the New Day out with injury right now. First one we're going to talk about, Big E. Big E spoke with Busted Open Radio and provided an update on his neck injury, stating, quote, Still haven't gotten the one-year checkups yet. We're actually going to do that when we get back home after WrestleMania, early April, during the first week. We'll get another set of scans. Right now, the issue was, the thought was, after three months, I should be ready. But because of the nature of my fracture, I broke my C1 in two places, and it's a Jefferson fracture. Sometimes, unfortunately, with that injury, thankfully, there's no displacement. So we didn't need to have surgery, and all the bones were still in place to hopefully heal together properly. It's healing. Uh, It's healing fibrosely, meaning it's connecting enough that I can walk around and no one is concerned that I'm going to be in any pain or have any issues. But it's not ossifying yet. It's not turning completely into bone. The deal with the rigorous, uh, the, the deal with the rigors of bumps and doing what we do on a nightly basis. You want to make sure your C1 is completely ossified. It's all bone, and it's the best, in, and it's in the best shape possible. The plan is to get more scans at the first week of April. Have the doctors review them and make the decisions from there. Your C1 is an important bone, and I want to make the best decision health-wise for myself. You don't want to rush it. I've been in rehab for nine months, working on strength and range of motion, and all that has been great. That's where we're at right now. We'll get the scans and move on from there. So Big E has not been back on WWE television since suffering the injury that he did take at the hands of, and no one put any blame on him, Ridge Holland. I think Big E himself has come out and said, hey, Ridge, don't feel bad, it happens. So... I know Biggie has been helping a lot with recruiting and being at the different WWE tryouts, watching the NIL students, or not students, but athletes. Technically, they're students because they're in college, but uh, doing work with the NIL athletes and stuff as well. So WWE is keeping Biggie busy, just not busy as far as on the road every week and taking bumps in the ring, having matches. Speaking of another New Day member out with injury, Kofi Kingston. Had to have surgery for a broken ankle, it seems like. And Kofi actually gave an update. No, wait. um... Yes, Kofi gave an update on Insta. No, this is Twitter. That we're going to play right here. He posted a little video. Let's pull this video up. Remember, Kofi did undergo surgery. And so Kofi gave a post surgery update on Twitter with this video right here pulled up on the screen so the caption is stitches out of my body so basically he had the ankle surgery they stitched them all up and they pulled the stitches out pulled the stitches out which is good which means everything is seemingly healing properly if he doesn't need the stitches in anymore so it's very cool to see that stitches are coming out of Kofi's ankle and foot and whatever you want to say, area, Achilles area. So yeah, don't really know when Kofi's going to return. It's unclear 
how long he's going to be kept out of action. That was still not noted by anybody, him, WWE, or so forth. But he did undergo surgery on March 17th, just a little over one week ago. So as we move forward, move on to our next news story, still people talking about Naomi or Trinity Star and Sasha, now Mercedes Monet. Monet, Monet, well, whatever the name is. And in a recent interview, Natalia was asked about them and gave some interesting little news notes, I guess you would say. While speaking with, and I want to get the right publication here, while speaking with WrestlingNews.co, SmackDown superstar Natalia was asked if she would like to see Naomi return to WWE. She also discussed the situation surrounding Monet and Naomi with Natalia stating, quote, I think so. I think that it would be so amazing to have Naomi come back to WWE. I don't know the particulars of why they really left. I'm close friends with both girls, but I never really asked them, and it's something we haven't really talked about. I feel like when they're ready to discuss it, they will. But I also feel like everybody has to go through their own journeys. So, if Naomi needed a breather, and she and Sasha needed breaks, if that's what they needed for themselves, each their own. As long as whatever it is your, uh, as long as whatever it is you're doing makes you happy. Basically, Natty's like, yeah, I'm friends with both, but I haven't asked them anything. I haven't talked to them about it. We just don't talk about it. So that's an interesting one because we've seen pictures of Natty and Naomi together since the walkout. A couple different times, I think, now. And she said, yeah, they've never talked about it. She's never asked, and they've never brought it up. So, hey, friends being friends, and why talk about it if, if, it's, a, if it's a touchy thing? Eh, it doesn't need to come up. She doesn't need to know. I mean, it's not her business. Somebody else that left WWE earlier this year is Stephanie McMahon. And WWE CEO and President Nick Khan was asked about a potential return of Stephanie while speaking on CNBC's closing time, Nikon stated the following. It's a question for her. We would always love to have her as part of WWE. The time would need to be right for her, and I'm sure if she's there, and I'm not sure if she's there yet. Very blanket statement. Very kind of, hey, don't ask me this, because I don't know. You gotta ask her. She left. Bye-bye. So, yeah, just a quick little hit on that of, hey, nope, Stephanie coming back? Not being talked about right now, seems like. But with talking about people gone right now, we know somebody new to WWE. Well, that's Dragon Lee. According to Dave Meltzer, the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, looks like Dragon Lee got a better contract than most in NXT as Meltzer wrote the following. While Dragon Lee having that much larger than usual NXT deal and clearly there to be the young Mexican superstar babyface on the main roster. Probably is looked at as having the most potential down the line. Now, the original report of Dragon Lee signing in his contract from Meltzer did state that the goal was to have him work NXT for roughly a year and then go straight to the main roster. Like, not waste a lot of time in NXT and boom, bring him to the main roster. WWE saw or sees a lot of potential in him as as one had reported previously, the next Rey Mysterio for WWE. And so, yeah, WWE has been for a long time looking for that next Rey Mysterio. At one point, they 
kind of thought maybe it would be Del Rio. No. I don't know why they don't just go full bore with goddamn Santos Escobar, because he's great. Fucking Santos Escobar is great. Yes, he's a great heel, but he's also been doing fantastic babyface work recently with the Ray stuff. So why not go with him? Maybe they see more potential in him as a heel. Maybe they see potential in him as a heel against a babyface Dragon Lee, but... One big thing you got to ask yourself, though, is once Dragon Lee makes it to the main roster, will he still be Dragon Lee? Dragon Lee apparently is on a larger contract than most in NXT. And we'll see where that all goes. Speaking of NXT, yesterday, Shawn Michaels did announce that NXT, they're going back on the road in May. They're going back on the road, basically head-to-head with AEW Double or Nothing. During a media call ahead of this weekend's NXT Stand and Deliver, Shawn Michaels actually revealed that on May 28th from Lowell, Massachusetts, NXT will be hosting NXT Battleground. No other details were given by Michaels at the time, but then in an interesting tweet from John Alba, who actually reached out to WWE PR on this, he stated the following. A WWE PR rep indicates to me that NXT Battleground PLE show set for May 28th will be an evening show. If that's the case, it may go head-to-head with AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. That's an interesting one. That's a very interesting one. Remember last year, uh, All Out took place September 4th, I want to say it was. 4th or 5th, September Fourth, well, the day before they ran Clash of the Castle, and then the same day, but in the morning, they did actually run the, um, was it Deadline Show? No, not the Deadline Show. Oh, what was it? What was it? Oh, now it's going to bug the crap out of me. Hold on. Um, now it's going to bug the crap out of me. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see, uh... You know, in the live chat, just let me know. What was that show that they ran the same day as, oh, NXT. I'm trying to look up the list of NXT pay-per-views from last year. It was, come on, this is going to take forever, scrolling through all these. Worlds Collide, that's what it was, Worlds Collide. Thank you, Killjoy Army. Uh, and since Saturday. So, they ran that. The morning of, but from the PC. So now they're going to be on the road. Yeah, an evening show makes sense. They're not going to go to low mass and run a 10 a.m. show. Well, what would it be? No, it would be more 1 p.m. show. So, early afternoon show. It would be 10 a.m. my time Pacific. So, We'll see if it goes head-to-head with Double or Nothing. Nothing's confirmed yet by WWE, other than this one report from Alba, who said he reached out to PR, and they said, yes, evening show. So we got Stand and Deliver tomorrow. We got WrestleMania this weekend, and then following that, WWE is going to Puerto Rico for Backlash. And according to a, a new report from Brandon Thurston over at WrestleNomics, he is stating that WWE is making some pretty, 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 pretty good money. From this show, as it states, quote, WWE will receive 1.8 million in subsidies from Puerto Rico tourism groups 
to hold May's uh, backlash event in San Juan, Puerto Rico. According to Thurston's report, the breakout is a 1.5 million subsidiary and a non-monetary in-kind consumption or contribution of 300,000 to hold 300,000 dollars to hold Saturday, May 16th pay-per-view premium live event. The $300,000 will cover the Coliseo de Puerto Rico Rico Jose Manuel Argato. Basically, I think that's going to cover the arena cost, if I'm reading that correctly. Uh, Liness also, uh, also noted that there were no bidding processes to host Backlash. She is under the understanding other cities were interested. Uh, on past WWE Investor Calls, CEO Nick Khan had said to expect the company to earn more site fees for bringing events to different cities, similar to the process with Cardiff, Wales, and the government there last September with Clash of the Castle. We also do know that Bad Bunny will be hosting, I guess you can call it, the show in Puerto Rico. So yeah, there we go. There we go. WWE is looking to make upwards of $1.8 million on this show. Actually, it sounds like they're going to make $1.5 but technically it's 1.8 because it sounds like if I'm reading this correctly, and I'm going to pull one other thing up here too, that $300,000 is going to be given to them, but then go straight back into all the fees to run the show, I believe is what it is. So that's very interesting. Oh, sure. As we move on to our final news story, it's our lone AEW story. As well, before CM Punk went rogue on Instagram last week, looks like he and AEW had agreed to some reconciliation. According to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, a plan to bring CM Punk back to AEW had been in the works, but it's unknown where they currently stand. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported in Friday's Wrestling Observer newsletter that Tony Khan wanted Punk back in the company. An agreement on reconciliation had been reached, but... It's not clear how Punk's Instagram comments from last week may have impacted the situation as Meltzer wrote the following. The situation with CM Punk became a bigger story this week when he put on Instagram on an Instagram post where he went off on Tony Khan, John Moxley, myself, and Chris Jericho, which he immediately took down. This comes while sides were working on a reconciliation that was at least in principle agreed to per the decision of Khan who wanted him back. Meltzer continued to suggest that Punk's planned return may have been what led to reports that AEW was looking to book the United Center rather than the now arena in Chicago for All Out. While reconciliation was in the works, Meltzer says the situation with Punk and AEW is now uncertain right in the following. Where things stand at this moment are unknown. There are tons of complicated issues involved and differences of opinions on the subject. It was going to happen, and then this happened, and it still may end up happening. So there were talks of bringing Punk back. There were some, hey, we want to work together. We want to get you back on television, at least to finish up your contract, and this and that is what it sounds like. We don't know what the plans were, what was 100% actually agreed upon, if that is, hey, this, 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 this is exactly what we're going to do for your return? Or, yes, we'll be acclimable, acclim I always butcher this word, acclimable and work together. Yes, we will agree to good working terms. Like, I don't know. We don't know if the whole plan was put out there of, we're going to do this, you're going to face this guy, and you're going to do this. Or, 
if it was just, yes, we all agree to work together copacetically. We'll see if CM Punk does come back. Again, it's an interesting note that Meltzer wrote as far as thinking maybe that's why they wanted the United Center, the bigger, more popular arena for for All Out, because maybe that is where Punk either, quote, is returning or having his return match. We'll have to wait and see, because that's... One, two, three, four, five, six months away. Still six months away. And it's still not even known if Punk is fully healed from his um, tricep injury. We did see pictures of him working out with FTR, so that's a good sign that he's possibly maybe not fully healed, but close to it. If we do hear anything else on Punk, well, I'll let you guys know. With that, guys, that is going to wrap up the wrap-up. Tonight, busy night. Tonight is SmackDown. Tonight is the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Tonight is ROH, or yeah, ROH Supercard of Honor. A lot of things to talk about and watch. And so I'm going to give you two rundowns right now. The Supercard of Honor card and what we know so far for SmackDown. As far as SmackDown does go, Roman Reigns and Cody are set for a face-to-face. We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And let me pull up all the names in that battle royal because WWE did not put those on their website. They just said, we got the Andre battle royal. Here's a picture of the Andre statue. But I have a list right here. Give me two seconds. So in this battle royal will be the following. What? Nope. That's not right. That's last year's battle royal. Give me two more seconds, guys, to find this. Oh, wait. No, I'm in the wrong folder, I think. Here we go. So in this battle royal, we do have Joaquin Wild, Cruz del Toro, Massey, Mansois, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Shelton Benjamin, um, Cedric Alexander, Angel, Humberto, Top Dalla, Ashanti, the Adonis. Uh, I have these broken up into three segments. Uh, Santos Escobar, Dexter Loomis, Butch, Ridge Holland, Dolph Ziggler, Musfali, Rick Boogs, Elias. Johnny Gargano, Xavier Woods, L.A. Knight, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross, Baron Corbin, Bronson Reed, and Mad Cap Moss. Those will all, they will all be competing in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle, Battle Royal tonight. We also know there's a fatal four-way match with Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, uh, Shayna Baszler, and Sonya Deville. And finally, there's a tag match on tonight's show. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will be teaming up against Imperium's Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. As far as Supercard of Honor does go, and I know there was just a new match announced, so that's not on my list. But give me two seconds to go to Tony Khan's Twitter because he announced a pre-show match. Okay, he announced two pre-show matches. The first pre-show match, we'll see Jeff Cobb taking on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. And the second pre-show match, we'll see Willow Nightingale taking on Miranda Elise or Elize. I'm not sure on that name. But as far as the main card does go, we have the Reach for the Sky ladder match. It's a tag team ladder match for the vacant Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. In this match are the Lucha Bros, Top Flight, The Kingdom, uh, Aussie Open, La Fashion Inubinables, Russian Drillistico. And I want to say there's one more team, but maybe I'm wrong. One, two, three, four. No, it's just the five teams, I guess. Let me, let me double check that. That seems like I'm missing somebody. Hold on one second. I feel like I'm missing someone in that reach for the sky. 
Uh, maybe not. Come on, Ring of Honor. Nope, that is all the teams. It is just five. Oh, uh, we also do have the six-man tag team titles on the line. Is the Embassy, Brian Cage, Kona, and Toa Leona will be defending against Air Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. The ROH Television Championship will be on the line when Samoa Joe defends against Mark Briscoe. The ROH Women's World Championship will be on the line when Athena defends against Yuka Sakazaki. The ROH Pure Championship will be on the line when Wheeler Yuta defends against Katsuyor Shibata. That match is going to hump. In a match for the AAA Mega Championship, El Hio Del Fakingo will be defending against Commander. It was also announced uh, just this past week, last, last night on Ring of Honor Television. Daniel Garcia will be going one-on-one -on -one with Hiroshi Tanahashi. And the ROH World Championship will be on the line when Claudio Castagnoli defends against Eddie Kingston. With that, that is everything we know for tonight's Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. Remember, we also got the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony tonight. Rey Mysterio, the Great Muda, Tim White, Andy Kaufman, and Stacey Keebler going in. So with that, have a great rest of your Friday, and I'll see you later on night for our SmackDown review. Have a good one, guys. See you next time.